Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Another roll call episode coming to you. Happy Friday to all, I think, is when this is going to release. Uh, could be wrong, but this episode is all about Anthony Vincent Rizzo, better known as the Sex Panther. I'm glad that nickname at least stuck to a few people. I saw people commenting on the post where we welcomed him back, saying, Welcome back, Sex Panther, and it made me smile. So if you're <laughs> that person, I love you. Uh, Anthony Rizzo just recently re-signed to the Yankees. What was the exact deal details? Two years. 32. $32 million. Option See, after the first year. Option after the first. Anthony Rizzo last year had a, had a damn good year. I mean, last year's numbers. I mean, he had, a, he, had a, he had his numbers weren't awesome when he joined the Yankees, but when you look at the numbers as a whole, I don't mean to say damn good, but they, were, they weren't bad, and they're ex- worth getting excited about uh, coming in. I think a lot of people at first – when they announced the Rizzo signing are a little bit upset because obviously it's not Freddie Freeman, it's not Matt Olson, and he's also he was he's not really an addition when you think about it because he was already on the Yankees. So if you want to talk about making the roster better, like I know you're probably going to mention, it's seemingly like a lateral move because he was on the roster before. But I'm very pumped about this signing, and I will pass it to you because I know you have a, a 1A and a 1B to that. No, I mean Shucker. it's a good it's a good signing. It's not doesn't move the needle again. I think it moves the needle for me. No, if we, I love Anthony Rizzo. I love Anthony Rizzo too. I think he's an awesome guy and he's a damn good player. But again, more of the same. He's not an impact. He's not a player that's going to vault you any closer to winning anything meaningful. I disagree. I highly disagree. With I, has, I disagree, and I don't because I don't think yeah. what we got last year out of forty something <laughs> games is is him as a player for that and what he can provide. From a full year on a new team, like you also have to imagine, like he came midway through the year. That was a quite a shock. Like the Cubs just randomly decided to just throw it up in flames. Everybody, he loves Chicago. I thought he was going to go back to Chicago. They were trying to get him again. I don't know why they would because they're blowing it up and trying to rebuild. But like he went through a lot to come over. You saw that with Gallo as well. Like I think Gallo and him kind of are one and the same in that they're going to, I think, have great years. I think they're both great players. And I, I if I were to put uh, like a, a ranking to Rizzo or Gallo, who will, who do I think will have a better year or who do I think is more likely to have a good year? I think Rizzo is that guy. Yeah. I think I, that the Rizzo situation makes a lot of sense, and here's why. I understand that Rizzo is not necessarily an upgrade from last year because Rizzo was the first baseman at the end of last year. But when you look at the first baseman's around baseball, there's not a lot of depth there, and the especially if you want a lefty bat. So you're looking at – Olsen, who was way too much. We weren't going to get him for anything less than Volpe and other prospects. And then Freeman, whose decision could go on much longer than we thought. And what happens if the Red Sox turn around, sign Rizzo, Freeman goes to LA, and then we're stuck with Boyd. So I yep. think it might have been a settle, but it was, in my opinion, a pretty safe and smart move to bring him back. Yep, I agree. And I think that, you know, 40, was it 40 something games that he was with the Yankees last year? I'd call that a small sample size. Forty nine. Wouldn't you, Murph? Is it called I would a small call it a small size? sample size. It's a small sample size compared to how he would affect the Yankees and an entire season. 
I don't think that it's a bad move. I think you guys misunderstood. I don't. I'm not mad. I'm not over here as Luke likes to say, punching air. Like I love Rizzo, and I think he's you an are, aw- though. I think he's an awesome addition. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. But I, I do. I do think that, like to Murph's point, I think that was a really good point about we don't know what the conversations were like with Freeman. We don't know, you know, if we made him this offer and then he was kind of just you know shopping around and kind of waiting, and then what if what if Rizzo goes and we're left with a, with Luke Voigt who you know, still wouldn't be a bad first baseman, but he's had defensive issues. And, you know, to be honest, I think Anthony Rizzo is a much better uh, first baseman. Oh, breaking news, Damon. Oh, what, what am I, I going to say? Thanks, just, Captain Obvious. He's a platinum glove and voice yeah, just I'm a fucking, bad defender. I'm, I'm, so. making, I'm making a point here. That's what I'm fucking doing. I'm making a point. I'm, I needed to criticize that to make a point. God, now I lost my train of thought. Thanks, Luke. That was the well, point. God damn Either way, I that totally agree, plan. by the way. I don't know why you guys are like arguing against me. I'm on your side here. The first baseman market isn't great um, outside of those top couple guys, and Rizzo's good. I'm just saying I don't get the – he's not an exciting move. Nobody like, – I, I don't understand the people that are like, wow, we just got exponentially better with Rizzo because we didn't. No one's going to say wow because it's not it's – not, But there are people Because the wow, wow happened at the trade deadline. It just happened. We got that wow. When we traded for Rizzo, I was like, wow. Like that's – you're not going to say it again because it's not as shocking because he's literally – he was on the team two weeks ago or two weeks right when the fucking season ended. So that's why it's not a wow factor, but that doesn't make the move any less exciting. I mean, here's the thing. Rizzo is a is a very, very, very solid pickup. I mean, the guy plays literally. He he plays all the whole entire season. Like he's had very little injuries his entire career. You know, he's gonna be playing, and obviously, he's a platinum gold glover at first base. He brings some platinum kind of, gold. Is that, is that a new kind of? Is that yeah, even I'm better than it, platinum? Yeah, I'm making it up. And so you're having a black belt with the stripes on it. Yeah, I am. You are. And You're that. Yeah, I'm making it up. Oh, okay. Because I can. I do think he's going to be great, and I think he's going to be better. I, I, I just I want more. That's the whole thing. That's been the theme of the whole offseason is mo- what's next. I don't think this was the cherry on top, the like, boom. You know what? Rizzo's back. Now we're a contender. No. If you had brought in Freddie Freeman – that would have been a yeah, that would have been yeah. a substantial move. That's all I'm saying is it's not in the grand scheme of things. It's another move that leads you up to okay, what's next? And I, I get the sense just kind of looking around that nobody's upset about Anthony Rizzo. Nobody's like, oh fuck that guy. We just got worse by signing Anthony Rizzo. It's another. It's another move that is a what's next move, and that yes. gets frustrating. I and I think that everybody's just growing tireless of it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I do think that this is this is definitely not definitely, but I have a feeling this is the last offensive move we're going to be making. This you it is Brett Gardner. Yeah. I agree. Unless outside of Brett Gardner, like this, this is the lineup. Like this is what we're going to get. And I Where think, do you think he fits in the lineup. While you're talking about that, because I've seen probably like what, three, when is he hitting? Where does yeah? Where is he hitting? Because I've seen three different things. I've seen him hitting third. I've hit, seen him hitting first, and I've seen him dropping down to like sixth. I mean, they like the lefty-righty. He's going to be the leadoff if TJ's the odd man out. He might. We were talking I, about I, on the we'll, episode we'll right before this, so this is actually good to bring back. With You guys listening have already heard our conversation with Eric um, Eric Boland. We th- he thinks DJ might be the odd man out. That remains to be seen. But if DJ is the odd man out, we've seen Rizzo lead off. So... There, and and they like the lefty righty, so you need the mix. Off, he, he gets on base. I would hate it. I, I would prefer Rizzo I, to I lead off than one. Hicks. 
I saw one right now, and granted, I don't like this. Let me preface by saying that, and it's from CBS. But I'm seeing Hicks, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Gallo, Donaldson, Glaber, IKF, and then whoever's catching. Throw Hicks at the nine and have it be the double leadoff if you want that, because he's, he's bad enough to be in the back end of the lineup. And if you want the double leadoff, you can get that. He's a switch hitter, but he's everybody. If you look at the fucking stats, he ain't a switch hitter anymore. He's better from one side, and he's. I could be. I could do that if I go out there. I'll be significantly better from the right side. I could do both sides, but I'm gonna be bad from the left. Like that's what Hicks does now. So if that has any of a factor into him being the leadoff guy because he's a switch hitter, I just completely disagree I with think that. It just. I think it's just a combination of the fact that he gets on base and that you but can But he, he has 40 I mean, walks, though, that he's projected this year, and that's, I mean, Rizzo's projected 65. Like, that. there's... Oh, I agree. Rizzo gets but on he, base just as much. I think what they're trying if to not do more. With, this, with this projection, and I don't think this projection is going to be right, but the idea here, in my opinion, is that you want to alternate lefty-righties for the top six batters of the order. So you're going switch... Righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. And the only way to do that is to either have Hicks hit fifth, third, or first. And where are you going to put – he's not going to hit third and he's not going to hit fifth. I don't mind Hicks at leadoff, to be honest. I know this isn't his roll call, so I'll just be brief about it. I just – like, yeah, I didn't think he was that bad of a leadoff hitter. He gets on base. His game honestly plays perfect for it. He either gets on base or gets out. So, you know, whatever. At least he's a high on base guy. And it's not mm. like there's anybody fast at the end of the lineup that's going to steal bags anyway. So exactly. Kyner Falefa is fast, so who knows? If he, he he would have had the most hits on the Yankees last year, Dark Horse maybe he's becomes the leadoff hitter at the at the halfway point in the season. No, he because if, if he has the most hits on the Yankees and he's the fastest yeah. on the team, I don't Dude, see why. I, mean, no, I don't see why you write that off. Is what I'm yeah, not saying. It's not my. It's not. I'm not saying he should be. I'm saying like if he DJ wasn't the leadoff guy and DJ wasn't supposed to be DJ when we signed him, Kyner Falefa kind of comes into that. Same thing, except we know that he, we knew DJ could hit a lot. I'm just saying it wouldn't be sh- like crazy, end of the world shocking if Kiner Falefa by the year's end was the leadoff hitter because we don't really, if DJ continues to be this guy, like I feel like Kiner Falefa's build and stature and like his speed and all that, just based on that, has more of the traditional leadoff attributes than DJ He's really does. Not that fast though, because Glaber, with missing a lot more games, had. 14 stolen bases so it's not all about stolen bases though like his, his speed I mean, no, grades not. out well on, on baseball savant I, I mean yeah i guess but either way hicks is gonna get hurt like 20 games into the year this is the rizzo so roll let's, call let's, let's reel it back to rizzo. what i'm saying right, hicks rizzo. is gonna get hurt so let's talk about rizzo i actually like him in leadoff it doesn't that doesn't bother me at all I'll, i i could live yeah. with that we don't have like outside of kiner falefa i, I would didn't say IKF just because I wanted to try and get it right. And I did, right. so pat on my sounds, back. Sounds good to me. Um, I mean, outside of him, who's the speed demon on the team? I'm totally cool with Rizzo. He gets on base. He fits that mold that they like. He's a lefty, which put whatever stock into that you want. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the leadoff hitter is only the leadoff once. So, And I do think in the modern day, modern day analytics have uh, kind of allowed teams to stray away from that that classic leadoff hitter who has to be fast who has to be if you get on base you're the leadoff hitter like especially it's probably due to the increased home runs because they don't really need to move you over or anything like that we just want you on base so that if the next guy hits a home run they'll knock him in so i mean dude especially with the yankees like how many different lineups did we have last year and we're gonna have a bunch so that's why i wouldn't be shocked if those guys everyone 
take some time. Dude, I would not be surprised off. if anyone le- let off. Like, it, Aaron Boone manages this team depending on how they're playing. And if one guy's getting on base, he's going to be leading off, regardless of who it is. Obviously, there's ex- exceptions to a few people, but I would not be surprised with Rizzo leading off. I'd be fine with that. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of different implications of, you know, obviously DJ might be the odd man out, but I think he could be a better bat down the lineup, but this isn't the DJ roll call, so. I, I, I just cannot believe. I can't. No this way. isn't the DJ roll call, and we'll move it back to Rizzo, I promise, but. I, there's no way he's the odd man out. Well, that works it makes, actually it makes because he'll, pl- he'll end up platooning at first base, and he'll work himself in when he needs to be in the lineup every day. He will. I, I have a feeling that he'll spend a lot of the season in the lineup. He might be the de facto DH if Stanton plays the outfield, and it's either him or Voight. DJ is that DH. Yeah, I, that makes zero like, sense. He's a Gold Glove like second baseman, second. and we literally spent the entire two off seasons ago bitching about how they wouldn't resign. Let's, him. let's save this for the for the DJ roll call. We're already. Going back a lot to of time. Why don't we do this? Can we talk about his contract a little bit? Because I was pretty excited with the number and the option and all that. Because yeah. you're getting an MLB at least ranked top ten first baseman. They ranked him tenth for sixteen million a year for a short two years, and he's really not that old. So you're kind of you know you look at a guy with his stats and you know his All Star games and his Gold Gloves, and he's only thirty two. You would think he'd have a longer deal. Um, so I'm pretty excited that we got away with only two years on. Yeah. Him. Yeah, and especially I with a bunch of teams were in on him. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he wanted to come back here. I really do. I I find that a little bit crazy. I mean, dare I say it? Big locker room guy. Big locker room guy. Yeah, I think that's a part of the stuff that we're not that Murph. I, I I'm shocked you failed to mention that he's he's that locker room I, dude. I, I think it goes without saying about him being a locker room guy. I mean, that's a big part of you need to him. counteract. That's a big part you of need him. to counteract the other guys who are creating a a dystopian locker room. I might I wish say. We got the, I wish we got the band back together with Chris Bryant and him, but yeah, that that just quick note on that: the Rockies make no sense, but no I, sense. I'll leave it there. Um, so moving on to Rizzo, so I'll, I'll read off his stats from last year because the full year stats we didn't mention them. So last year for the full year, wow! I looked at baseball's reference real quick, and I I looked at the stats that are on my page. And I was like, holy shit, these are way worse than I thought. But those are Hicks' stats. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a 73 OPS plus a negative 0.3 war. And I was like, damn, maybe these stats weren't as good as I remember. But it was it was shitty old Aaron Hicks. So Anthony Rizzo's stats last year, 1.7 war, uh, 22 home runs, 248 batting average. That's below his career average, 268. 268, 268 is damn good for a career batting average. Um Career OPS 850, also very good. Career OPS plus 127. Last season, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but he had a 783 OPS and a 111 OPS plus. So he's an above av- 11 points above average is, is fantastic, especially for a guy who's a platinum glove um, and a locker room guy. I absolutely Did you love it. his Yankees stats. I have a slash line right here. He So when he was on the Yankees, eight home runs, 249, 340, 428 slash, which was pretty consistent with what he had by the end of the year yeah do you want to know what excites me that what what gets your what gets your juices flowing this is Cameron? what gets my juices flowing what gets in, the shorts moving in a team that's always fucking hurt throw out his first two years where he's breaking into the league the man plays and you throw out his covid year he's averaging 151 and a half games a season i see your calculator and app open you clearly <laughs> literally calculated that just now that's why he hasn't talked in a little bit he's got the he's had the gears moving yeah i was i was doing a little math i don't have my laptop so i was doing a little manual math over here but do you think that 
load management will apply to him? A guy who historically plays almost every game? No. I hope not. I, I hope not, so. but knowing the Yankees, it's going it's going to happen. I think we can afford to have him do some load management, though, because DJ can always slide and over And because Voight. Voight is on Voight's the roster not right be now. Voight may not get a roll call. That's a wild reality to me. Uh, that's the reality, though. That's Two roll calls ago, Rella was talking about Mike Ford taking Luke Voigt's job, and now here two we Two roll calls ago, two years ago. Well, two years ago. Two, two roll Luke calls ago and two calls. years ago is vastly different. Don't give two, people that. I'm, saying, I'm not two Luke Voigt roll calls ago. I'm not, I, 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 I mean, I called it early. I said Luke Voigt was going to lose his job. I didn't say. I did say to Mike, Mike Ford at the time, but I, I mean, I was right. In a, in a time where everybody. Small, small wins over here. In a time where everybody was in love with Luke Voigt, which I was too. And I still, I still love Luke Voigt. I just think, and we mentioned this on, on the Eric Bolin episode, it's just he's just not a better defender than Rizzo, and that's just going to be that's the reality of the situation. He's going to not be starting because he Rizzo's a platinum glove. And then on to top it all off, Voigt can't really stay healthy, and I guess this is his roll call right here, but Voigt can't really stay healthy, and Rizzo can. Voigt is a homer or a bust, which is kind of what we already have. Not kind of what we already have. It's what we have. And Rizzo is not, and he's a lefty. Did yeah. I mention that? I mean, it's all of those things. Voight, I last thing on Voight, how much do you think he's going to play? Cause because, and this relates to Rizzo, because for Rizzo the, just took his fucking job completely. He's going to play a lot for the Indians. <laughs> do you really think he's going to be traded? Excuse me, the Guardians. I mean, there's no reason well, to We're going to release around, this on like, on, like, Saturday, so maybe something happens by then. Dude, DJ Mayhew barely has an everyday spot in the lineup. How the hell is Luke Voigt going to be switching in and out of the lineup? Yeah, I, th- I there's, think there's, yeah, I think even at DH, there's still like DJ and other people and, and then Brooke Do- Gardner Donaldson. Donaldson will probably spend some time at DH. We're gonna the DH. Usually, we had a DH that was a guarantee, like it's going to be Stanton. No longer the case. Stanton's going to get time at DH, and I feel like every like every other year we've had a he, okay. He's going to be in the DH spot when you write up the lineup every day. Like that's going to be that. I feel like. At the end of the year, we're going to have, like, four or five guys with, like, 30 games spent in the DH spot. Yeah, I mean, Donaldson, Donaldson DJ, DJ, Glaber, Judge. Glaber, Judge, Glaber should not be in the DH spot ever, especially with because of all the other people that kind of need it for days off purposes. But and what if that. he gets back to hitting well? Then, But I, I think he's, he's, he's too young that we should ever put him in the DH spot. Some of these older guys need scheduled yeah, days off. Yeah, that's true. But then again... Yeah, whatever. He, that's a whole different. That would mean you have to make sense with your decisions. Yeah, yeah. Position, position wise, yeah. But like, I, I think like Rizzo is a guy who he does it for power, but he also has that kind of like contact swing when you need it, and he figures out just how to get the ball in play. He gets on base. He's got a sweet swing. He's got too. a sweet ass swing, and I don't know. Like he knows when to just like pepper the ball yeah. and just like he's a yes. He's there's a, si- he's a very good situational hitter. One at he's bat, a bona fide bat. Yeah, bona fide vet, very situational hitter, knows what to do, doesn't try to do too much. Older than his years, Murph. He's probably got a record. He's probably got a record player. I would assume. There's one Anthony Rizzo moment that sticks hope. out in my head from last year that I think is the perfect way to look at him. Runner on second in that Marlin series, and he hit like a, a like a one two fastball the other way to score the runner to take the lead in like the eighth inning, which we had not seen the entire season at that point. It was a strikeout there almost every time or somehow yeah. hitting into a double play with, you know, without a force out. So that was such a breath of fresh air. It was like, holy shit, what is taking the ball the other way? And 
you know, yeah, hitting I mean, line drives. That was sweet. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, he's the kind of guy who here's a guy. In, in a, here's a guy who in a situation will foul ten balls off and then hit like Brett Gardner, <laughs> but then actually hit the ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then like hit a blooper into, into right center on purpose, and not just hit a blooper like by accident. Like he does it with intent. That's crazy. He does also, it with intent, brother. Worth mentioning, yeah. I forget what podcast it was that I was listening to. Probably the was mentioning first street. It was not <laughs> a, but there were also, I think it was two, maybe three home runs of Luke Voigt's or would be home runs that were within inches of the foul pole. So we could just as easily be looking at him right now and be like, okay, um, he has 10 home runs instead of eight, which I think we would look at him a little bit differently as a hitter from two more home runs in his time with the Yankees. I, I love Anthony Rizzo. I'll say it again. I just... I like him, too. I'm very excited for this year. I, and honestly, the more we do these roll calls, the more I'm starting to realize, like, yes, I think the Blue Jays are better than us. Yes, the Rays are going to be the Rays. But I don't... Like, we like a lot of us are writing off the Yankees to even be, be have a good year this year. I think they could have a great year. This team is good. They're good. They're not they're, contenders. They're, they're good. I don't think... I wouldn't they're put... Contenders. I wouldn't... I wouldn't put my... My bet on them to win the World Series, but I don't. They can't. There's no reason they can't make a deep run. This it just feels like they didn't make any uh, any progress because they're they didn't. they're running the same team back. But that same team was pretty good. So I mean, I, I'm not I'm not. And also we're getting two guys another year into the Yankees. Like they're a lot more settled. That being Gallo and that being Rizzo. We got Severino back, which he looks great right now. There are a lot of positives. So like I. I know this is the Reservoir Call again, but like I just want to bring up the mood a little bit because I think a lot of Yankee land is really not feeling good about this season, but I, I, there's no reason why we can't be good. And when Rizzo was traded to us, a big thing that we loved, Rizzo and Gallo combined in that same week, that the lefty-righty balance is now like perfect. We have a yep. very a great balance. That's why bringing back Rizzo is a huge thing there. I know it was between two other lefties in Olsen and Freeman, so that would have done the same job, but... You know, I, I think that is a huge aspect of it too. We don't have to bat Brett Gardner whenever when he's inevitably signed to bat, like bat him four. Like I I can't see that ever again because we don't have to. We have Gallo and we have Rizzo and and Hicks is the third one there. Is another lefty? No, no. It's three and then well, it's, the, what's his name? Roadbear. Yeah, the cat. Roadbear. The catcher's a lefty. Yeah, like, so when he platoons, yeah. I mean, listen. I think that for. The amount we spent on Rizzo and the quality of player that he is, I think it was it was a great decision to bring him back. And he was the last kind of bit of offense, like I mentioned before in this episode, that the Yankees are probably going to get this offseason. And to your point, Rella, now we need pitching to really tie this whole team together to actually make us a contender. So, you know, Rizzo was the last kind of offensive piece, and I think that, you know, it's – it's good, not great. We'll get the job done, but we need to pitch and kind of tie it all together. Give us our zips projections, Luke, if you have them up over there. Let's see if we're uh, if we're feeling good about them. I can pull them up real quick. Oh no! What zip were you doing do on do your die. laptop over there? I had baseball reference projections up, but I'll put, we we're, we're, we're a zips podcast, so elevator uh, music to pass the time. Uh, I think we have that Jeopardy button queued up somewhere on there, but at the risk no. of sound like a jackass, I'm not going to start pressing all of so them. So the Zips projections for Anthony Rizzo this year are 126 weighted runs created plus. That is fucking fantastic. Excuse my French. 
2.8 war, 260 batting average. I mean, all of these numbers are, I mean, they're at his career, at or, at or a little bit below. But, like, when that, I think they're predicting exactly what I said before. It's like another year into the Yankees getting more comfortable in New York, which is not an easy place to, to live or to just be with the media and everything like that. These numbers reflect that, and they have 132 games, which I think is a little low. Maybe they're factoring in the Luke Voigt situation, but I, I, I see him being the everyday first baseman, and Voigt is just kind of just going to have to figure it out and DH to get his spots. So uh, the remainder of these stats, 75 RBIs and a... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Some factorial? I'd put the sun factorial, sun probability factorial at. I'm gonna say pretty low. I'm gonna say nine percent. I was I, gonna say eleven. So I, I don't think he's any. He don't think he's a guy that is streaky. So I think that factors into it being low. I think he's a big locker room guy. He never, he's never really, he doesn't have a punchable face, so he really piss you off too much. Like that's why Gardner usually makes his way onto the list, just because every once in a while you look at him, it's like, yeah, he, he's. You, things look a lot more egregious when you when you when you look like Brett Gardner. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Anthony, yeah, Anthony we Rizzo, had a guy like Rizzo make the sun yet, and I'd be very surprised if he does. Yeah, I think if if we're ranking the people who like the list of people that I think are going to go to the sun, I think Rizzo's towards the the back end, and that's yeah. not just because of talent. That's just because of like who he is. It's, it's, it's Rizzo. the way it's his sex game plays. Thing. He's so consistent with everything. I just I, and I think even even if he goes on you know, a cold streak hitting wise. I feel like he's always going to bring something to the game no matter what. And yeah, he'll give people hand sanitizer like he did on, on first base. That one <laughs> I, time I mean, during the I middle mean of the more pandemic. so like making a good defensive play or being a situational hitter, you know, getting a sack fly once like, every now and then, you know, just kind of like being a good overall team guy. And that's why I feel like he's not going to do anything that's in our face. Sun worthy. Dude, 15, 15.8% K percentage. It's good. That's Slow. fantastic. We're Slow. actually cutting down strikeouts a lot this we year are? with these moves. That's one one. Donaldson net doesn't positive. strike out. That's what I'm saying. One net positive, I'll say. Spoiler, his roll call is coming up. Neither does uh, Connor Falefa. He doesn't strike out. I think he had like mm-hmm. a 12%. We're slow. This is what I was saying, too. Like We should slowly start to stray away from that and trim the fat, which, you know, Gallo was not that move. I'm in love with Gallo, but like that goes against that. But you can afford that when you're when you're sprinkling in if for every one gallo you get, you get three guys that are cutting down on the strikeouts. And then you look, you blink, and then all of a sudden you have a team that's 50-50 strikeout or home run, and the other guys are contact guys along with DJ and who knows what the fuck labor is. But, like, these guys, I, I, I agree. I think we're... all that balance, brother. Yeah, we're a lot more balanced than people give us credit for, I think. Yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go Sex Panther. Let's go Sex Panther. Originate back, seeking your dark darkness.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.